Thank you for tuning in to the Just Leave Show. I'm your host, Herbie Mack. The show is geared to mental health awareness and suicide prevention. If you are struggling or looking for some resources, check the show notes. I have some down there. Also, don't forget to leave a review. I'm hoping five stars. With that being said, sit back and enjoy the show. Thank you for tuning in to the Just Believe Show. I'm your host, Herbie Mack. Today's <laughs> is something that I wanted to celebrate, something that I didn't really think that I was able to achieve. This is officially the seventh year that I'm celebrating my last suicide attempt. You know, honestly, I went from a place of being lost, you know, from depression to suicide ideation, thoughts and attempts, where it was just like, man, I couldn't even see what was in front of me. That moment, that year, at all, let alone even thinking about being in a position like this, you know, sharing my hurt, telling my story to help others that's in need, that's struggling now because no one deserves to die by suicide and we can't prevent it. You know, I personally went from a place of hopelessness to now to a place of happiness and understanding that Every life is valuable and we don't deserve to to try to end our lives, you know. For those who don't know my story, you know, I went from living in the Bronx, you know, pissy projects, to now being in a position where, you know, I get up and move and try to see life outside the projects to struggling, you know, and this thing we call life, not knowing who I am and not knowing any of my trauma, right? Not really identifying my trauma. You know, when you're a young adult, you just get up and you just go. You don't think you live life fearlessly. And then for myself, starting seeing my trauma unload in front of me, it was just like getting hit by a car or a ton of bricks. One day you just wake up and it just hits you in the face and you don't know how to react. For myself, the way I reacted due to my trauma was picking up alcohol, right? Anything possible was my nickname for how much I love Hennessy. And if it wasn't that, I was on Ciroc or Grey Goose or Ron Carlos, whatever my budget could afford. And I'm thinking, man, this is helping me like go through the motions, man. Like I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Not realizing that when I take these shots, the anger that I have on the inside was showing out, right? You know, when you hang out with your friends and stuff, they don't see it. You know, you put on that mask that we hide. You know, hey, I'm fine, you know. But on the inside, you're crying. And they never saw that. So when I was, you know, in my apartment by myself, they don't see the me punching the walls or me throwing my plates at the walls and breaking my plates or, or anything like that. And it took me a long time to realize, like, man, this alcohol is not, actually helping me ease with my emotions and my trauma, right? You know, I'm sitting back and we're living my childhood trauma of when, you know, my dad would speak to me a certain way or my mom would speak to me a certain way or or whomever when I was a child. Like, yo, man, I wish they would talk to me now and, you know, looking at that wall, like say something, say something and punching it to now being in the position to realize like, yo, maybe you should put down this bottle. It's turning you to, to who you you're not this person of anger and bitterness. Let's, let's try to address this. But in that moment of, of 
depression and anger and bitterness and sadness and rage. You're not thinking logical. Well, I wasn't thinking logical. I was actually thinking of just having this hurt end, right? I'm tired of feeling like this. I don't know who to talk to because, you know, what happens in this house stays in this house. That's the type of thing that I was raised in. And even thinking about seeing the therapist was wasn't even an option. You know, I'm being told, hey, black people, we don't, we don't go seek therapy, man. Chill out with that. Yo, just, you know, drink this and you be fine. Or smoke this and you be fine. And that wasn't something that I wanted to do, you know. I realized drinking wasn't even becoming fun anymore. I wasn't even drinking for social habits, right? I'm drinking realizing, like, man, I'm broken. I just want this pain to end. No one's here providing answers. The people that I'm calling to reach out for, they're not even picking up. I'm having all this hate. And I know hate is a strong word, but that's how I felt. You know, thinking that playing a video game can help me get out of that mindset, which it did for a while. But then you realize like, yo, my day off, man. I spend 18 hours in front of this video game and the only thing I had was some Pringles and some soda. Not really having a desire to, to eat because, you know, I'm depressed. Not realizing that, yo, this is this is depression at its finest, bro. <laughs> and to that moment when I decided to try to end it all and, you know, I get that knock. And during this time, it's an ex-girlfriend that really confronted me and asked me, what's wrong? Why, why am I smelling? like Hennessy and tears because I was hurt and her providing that window of opportunity to allow me to be vulnerable. And not only that, her providing, you know, the suicide prevention lifeline number, which is, well, now it's updated now. You can actually dial three numbers and it's uh, 988. And that really helped me out, you know, really sitting there speaking to a counselor and, being honest, like, hey, I'm, I'm not myself. And I really trust me right now to check myself into a behavioral health center. And thankfully, there was a nurse that looked like me that can relate, right? And him realizing, like, yo, dude, you, you, just, you just hurt right now. You don't know how to handle your emotions. You know, it was a big influence. And, and I thank him if you ever see this video or hear this audio, and it, and being there was just like, wow. It was probably the best experience, but the worst experience in the sense of, you know, he was the only one and a couple other nurses that actually got me, right? And provided tools as far as journaling and coloring and realizing having support is okay. You, you're not by yourself because in that, in that mindset, you felt like you're by yourself, you know, seeking a the psychiatrist who was running it, who was pretty much a jerk, telling me, hey, man, you're from the Bronx, so, you know, I know you're not the best reader or writer, and you may not understand some of these words that I'm saying, but in layman's terms, yeah, you're, you're dumb and you're, you're bipolar. And me realizing that I do have a voice and my voice does matter, telling him, hey, man, I, I don't trust you. You literally sat there, read my file, and stumbled upon my name three times. You had to keep looking to see my name. 
in that three, maybe four minute window of me having that interaction with him. But thankfully there was another psychiatrist that that actually did the proper testing and realized like, no, you, you, you just, you're struggling, man, mentally. This is depression. And I understand that you don't want to take any um, prescriptions, but you know, hey, seek therapy. You know, go get a counselor. Go get a, you know, go get a, a therapist, you know, to to teach you the tools because I can't, you know, at the, at the time, you know, she's running the whole floor and it's probably a minimum of, of 20 of us that have very similar stories of just pain and hurt. Um, to really being released and, and really being thankful, like, yeah, I'm, a, you know, I'm home. What can I do? And and I just want to show people and tell people, like, sometimes we have to slow the world down, not moment by moment or minute by minute, but even second by second. That's what I had to do, right? I had to slow the world down and, and switch my mentality from I'm broken to I'm healing. And how does this healing look like, right? Journaling to a point where I can identify, hey, when you drink, man, you you get really like angry and, and upset to, hey, let's try something different. Let's put down the bottle. Let's go outside, get some fresh air. Let's do a little bit of exercising. You know, 20 minute walk here, play some hoops, play some softball, do something different. You know, hang out with your friends when you can, but let them know like, hey, you're not drinking anymore and you don't want to. So really grabbing, grabbing myself, not even grabbing myself, but actually just looking in that mirror and telling myself, look, man, you don't deserve this. Suicide is not the answer at all. Do you want to, be associated just with this alcoholic abuse victim? Or do you want to turn this victim mentality into a winner mentality and understanding that, you know, the depression that you have, it's okay. You're not the only one. You just saw 20 other people that can relate with you. Some look like you, some didn't. And it lets you know that depression is not a black, white, green, or purple thing. It's a human thing. So forgive yourself. In order to forgive myself, I had to understand. I had to learn how to forgive, you know, a trigger of my depression, which was my parents, right? You know, I went from the Bronx from moving to relocating, trying to figure out this thing we call life and going to college and trying to figure that out to dropping out, to finding a, a school, a tech school, to graduate, actually get a cap and gown and Forgive your parents for not being there, right? This was the, one of the biggest moments of your life and they're not really acknowledging you, but it's okay. It's okay. They didn't reach out to you for whatever reason. Maybe it was depression. Maybe it was being fear. You know, seeing that their son is probably doing better than the world. Seeing that their son is out there living fearless. Whatever the reason is, it's okay. We learn from this experience. And we so we learn from this experience and we grow together. But in order to grow, we have to let go and fly. As I sit back and think like seven years, I never 
one could imagine this. Imagine that I'll be able to share part of my story, but not only share my story, but teach others, right? Who would have thought that, you know, I'd turn around and be this suicide prevention keynote speaker, let alone hosting a show. For those who are struggling with depression or anything like that and having suicidal ideations, well, you don't know who to reach out to. I have so many resources out here in the description and the show notes. I want you to understand and I share my pain, right? So you know you're not by yourself. And I understand that our healing journey may not be the same, but I'm still supporting you and I'm rooting for you because you deserve to be happy. We all do. In order to get to our happiness, we have to go through things that we may not want to, but we need to. You know, it's very similar to, you know, a butterfly. You know, we see that caterpillar that, you know, sit back and get ready to morph into this butterfly. But in order when they're in that cocoon, you know, you see them struggling to break free. And that caterpillar during that moment has to go through so much pain in order to become that beautiful butterflies that everyone sees. And that's how I view our healing journey. And I just want to put this out there. I know we all heal differently, you know, for myself. I'm an advocate for going to seek, you know, the pros, the therapists, the psychotherapists, the, the counselors, social workers. You know, they help us to understand us, you know. And you may not want to, you may not feel like that's you. Look, man, we have other ways, you know. For me, playing basketball and being on a softball team was one of the ways that helped me build a support system. Because when you have a team, you realize like, hey, I'm not alone, we're in this together. This person may be better than me in this one area. And it's okay. Because I'm, you know, not even better. You know, they might help pull you up to that same level. Well, you might see them struggle just like you. And you're like, okay, we are in this together because they're right there cheering me on. And that's the thing that we need. Look, I provide so many resources once again. And I want to say thank you for those who are checking out this episode. I'm so grateful to still be here and still be alive. Heck, <laughs> trying not to get emotional, but thank you. You know, I want to shine my light and share my light for those who don't see it. I want to let them know I hear you and I'm here for you. Till then, next time. Peace. That was today's episode of the Just Believe Show. I'm hoping that you enjoyed it. I want you to leave a review, mainly five stars. That would be nice. But if not, it's all good. I won't deem you a hater. But don't forget to celebrate your small wins because small wins are still wins. Until then, I'll see you next week. Peace.